candles lit. Yes. And we're ready to just talk. So we have a weekly check-in and most of the time we end up in the like deepest, most beautiful dives. So we decided to record our check-in this week and see how it feels. And it may or may not be helpful to people who are contemplating these same levels of health and care, um, but may not have this kind of soul relationship right now where they can kind of go a little bit deeper. So maybe it's helpful. So how are you? Let's see. Well, today I feel good. And I think what has helped me feel good thus far is I've been sitting by the window all day. I've moved mm -hmm. my workspace all the way to the window <laughs> so that I can access fresh air and sun. And today has just been a wonderful reminder about life by just watching the weather. Like one, one minute, it, it can be beautiful and bright and sunny. And then the next minute, look, and it's like, oh, what are those gusts of wind over there? Oh, wait a minute, those are dark clouds. So I was just, I'm just reveling in that today, the beauty of, of, of change and just watching it and, and being okay with I have no control. I love it so much because, so I'm in this pretty intensive training right now. And it's like the least organized training I've ever been part of, not in a rude way, but in a way of like, the woman who's leading it is just flowing. She doesn't have like this set or that set. It's like, just, it's just in flow. And so the, the things that come up are not scripted, are not part of a plan or a syllabus. She's not trying to get through things. We basically just sit and ask questions of consciousness and inner voice and intuition and brain states and things like that, okay? okay. For like two or three hours a day for a few weeks. And then we'll be trained as inner voice facilitators, okay? Mm. So this okay. is something we've been working on the past few weeks. And I've heard the concept before of the emotions being like the weather. Um, and it was sort of at like an arm's distance because I think I wasn't ready to actually, it's like my system hadn't downshifted enough to actually have enough space and pause and just kind of my own like connection in order to actually have that little bit of space when an emotion does rise to be able to name it like weather and see it like weather, right? Tears are rain, wind is breath, um, a thunderstorm. Now it's sunny again, just as I'm talking, there's literally like dark clouds and sun. Um, <laughs> um, and then thunder as anger. Like, so I've heard this before. This is not the first time I've heard it, but because I'm in this intensive training, and inner voice and intuition work often brings up a lot of emotion. Our, um, I'm training with Jess Lively and she, she will just say, I love you, I support you, I've got you, it's just the weather. While you're experiencing that crying or that, that laughing, really which, whatever you're experiencing. And so 
it's not lost on me that you would start our just check-in and like, I'm noticing the weather because my dear Rita, me too. <laughs> in a whole new way. And I wrote about this in the, in the newsletter because I can't move, like, quote unquote, I can't go for my walks. I can't go for my runs. Like, well, this is how I discharge. This is how I discharge. And in the Center for Mind-Body Medicine, we do a lot of shaking, right? And we, because mammals and animals, they, they shake, they discharge energy after they've been in a fight or an argument, um, not an argument like us, but like a fight, like they go at it, they wrestle and they discharge. And so we learn to shake it in mind-body medicine as a, as a tool for discharge. So that's external. So I know shaking and dancing works. I know I've done yoga. I know I've gone for walks. I know I've done everything to leave the body. <laughs> and now I'm literally sitting at home in this like super intensive training that I just randomly signed up for the day it was announced. I just heard yes through my whole body. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And now I'm sitting here experiencing all kinds of weather. And this is the difference because you and I are so Gemini. We're so passionate. We're so loving. We get caught in the weather mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we get caught in other people's weather. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time in my life where I'm just like, oh, this is my, like, this is my storm or my thunder or my rainstorm or my breath, my wind. And, and then it moves out. And over the summer, I'm gonna tell one more little story and then I wanna hear from you is like, okay, so I did the Shakti Ayurveda school and in the live training, when was that? The summer? I can't even remember. Time is so weird now. Whenever I went to Charlottesville, it was summer. Okay. Um, I had an experience where I asked, the, I asked Katie Silcox a question and it like activated something in me that brought up all this emotion and I shoved it back down because I was embarrassed, right? So I like shared in front of hundred, like this huge room of like maybe 300, 200 women. I don't even know how many people, tons of people looking at me. I asked Katie a question. She answered it in her way, but what I heard was very activating. And so I had all this emotion and I shoved it down. And then there was a break in the program and a woman came up to me in the hallway and she looked at me and she held me and she was like, are you okay? And then all of a sudden I started to get tears. I started to close like this, like shut my shoulders shut. And I, and she was like, hold on, hold on, relax, 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 open, open, open. And that, at that point I was like suffocating on the grief and the tears and the shame, everything was holding right here. And I opened and she just sat with me and breathed, right? She just, and I started bawling all that shame of speaking in front of all those people and like not feeling like we really connected. Like she didn't really answer the question. It's not blaming her. It's just, it. anyway, it was just like, it was in there and it had been a weekend of embodiment and moving and, and all of these things. And I was alone. I didn't really know anybody there. I was staying alone. I really had isolated myself. Um, and it was like a 30 to 45 minute walk from where I was staying to the training. So I was having all this really, just like deep alone time. So this woman is just holding me, Michelle, and she, and I breathed and you know, a minute, maybe not even later, the whole storm had passed and I felt lighter and I felt so much love. Mm 
It was like when the actual emotion of the shame and embarrassment that I was shoving was released, um, I could just open and like see people, not try to isolate myself, not try to close down, not try to hide, but I could just be loving with who was there and what was happening. And so because I had that one experience months ago, again, it sort of dripped into what I'm hearing Jess Lively say now, and then what I'm experiencing daily with this intensity and this intimacy that my little primary family has right now, given being so very long winded stories of connection and synchronicity. And I am just so not in control of any of this, like the plan and the will and the, and the following and the being led and being guided is just flowing in ways that I can never, I could never have planned <laughs> or mapped out. That makes the ego, my ego and the mind and my planning heart. <laughs> but the truth is, if you look back, there's just layer upon layer. So what do you think about all that? How does that resonate with you? <laughs> Make sure you keep the timer because I'm sitting here <laughs> drawing. Uh, as you were talking, um, so one of the one of the practices that I've picked up, uh, being part of the little Ohm community, and also being a student in different courses in little Ohm, there's this concept of you know looking over your life over stepping stones. Hold on, Rita. I have a visitor. One second. What no problem? Um, I will, I will come and find you when I'm done. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I want to give you full attention. And he's like, yes, not thank you. Oh. Okay. Um, stepping stones. And so as you were talking, I started with last April when we, when I attended a spring of spring Lola retreat and one of the opening exercises that we did as a group was we were sitting just to give the audience who may be listening a visual, the room that we was in, was this beautiful, cute little wooden cottage, just yeah. something out of a children's book. It was cozy. <laughs> there was there was blankets everywhere. We were all on the floor, and the day started off very cloudy, misty. Um, some would use the word gloom uh, because it was it was very dark and heavy. It felt you know as we all entered the room as women as a group, I could intuit that we all were you know with the weather carrying whatever heavy emotion into the room as we soaked up on our way from and one of the opening exercises well going into the midday is that you know pleasant you notice just like that the weather had completely made a 360. Mm -hmm. now we didn't notice yet but you 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 noticed and you use that as like this opportunity. Now, again, obviously you couldn't have planned it because I don't think you, you were into that much of magical, but maybe you were. But anywho, I mean, you <laughs> use that opportunity to like draw our attention out to the window because the room had a window that literally was floor to ceiling. And you, you, you had us pause, look out and notice that the sun came out, the skies were clear. And the sun was radiating so beautifully that the color scheme of what was outside completely lit up and changed. And you were like, okay, women, let's go outside. And that exercise was really life-changing for me because I, for the first time, I noticed 
a change in the, in, in the weather. And I know that to some people who may be listening, like, so what? But that, like, to me, it was medicinal because it, it was a moment to come out of my mind, race and thoughts, uh, you know, whatever rat race treadmill I was on. And, like, notice the beauty of nature. Notice the weather changing. And, like, we were doing movement. Like, you, you got us to movement. And just that noticing and that practice of the weather was medicinal because it helped it helped give us a toolbox for noticing those changes and emotions in ourselves. Mm-hmm. That happened last April. Mm-hmm. And here we are building on that a year later. If it wasn't for that experience a year before, in terms of like that first initial seed that you planted of, mm-hmm. all right, pause, pause what we had planned. Look, ladies, look outside. Look, the day has changed just like that. And what? let's go out into the change. And let's move with the change. And let's let's put some language on the change. And what do we see? I'm, I'm, I, I've been carrying that with me. And here we are a year later. And I was able to sit by the window all day and notice and like revel and reflect on those changes. But that was built off of a seed that was, was, was planted a year ago. And I'm so thankful because, again, that practice of noticing changes certainly resonates with me. We had this past Saturday, um, Pleasance is guiding a group of us through uh, the book called The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I just joined the group. But one emotion that I, I learned from the talk that we did this week, the word resentment came up. Mm-hmm. And for the very first time, I'm 38 years old, and I really, for the very first time, I simply asked, and, and Pleasance was in the small group discussion, I asked the word to the small group relief. I said, hey, y'all, you know, and again, that's interesting. You, you, you talked about embarrassment, you know. I, it was interesting how in that moment, this Saturday, I, I, I always was embarrassed to ask a woman about resentment because in my own family, when I, I've seen anger expressed, I, it's like, don't ask about it. Like, don't bring it up. Don't mention it. I've even hidden from it from resentment myself in my life. But for this first time this past Saturday, there was a, a small group of women, about five, who were willing to talk me through resentment. And that talk, not that you all gave me the answer. Yeah. You shared your experiences of what what you you what it looked like in your life and given me and gave me language and gave me some cues in the body and so I've been able to take that into my week this week and through taking moments to just watch the weather or taking moments to write I'm just now at 38 unpacking resentment so we're always learning how did it show up this week like what was there like a an anger because we had talked about like resentment being built up or trapped anger mm-hmm. that wasn't mm-hmm. expressed mm-hmm. So over mm-hmm. time it turned into resentment mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. how did that show up for you or like what did you notice were you able to like release earlier before it got built up or did you notice it in someone else or like what did well you- this this week it's like you know just like the beginning stages right so i was able to kind of grasp from saturday's conversation and this week i've just been writing about trying to tame what do I resent in my life mm. so, like, so like so like to just keep it 100 with y'all in this talk you know and, and so much so much of the displays of resentment that I saw in my life were women towards men so just to set that mm-hmm. stage right mm-hmm. 
so that's where I'm beginning this week. And so all this week, I've just been writing on paper and drawing pictures mm-hmm. about like, you know, I resent the fact that, you know, all my uncles, you know, pretty much um, have either, you know, inappropriately touched or, you know, uh, you know, sexually have done something inappropriate with the mm-hmm. women in our family. You know, I just was just writing, like, I resent that that happened. And just like writing, why I resent it. Um, you know, resenting, you know, I resent my dad, you know, and this is, again, this is just beginning, not that I want to judge them or anything, but I'm just getting it out. Like, where were you? Name it. Yeah, like, so, you know, saying I I was writing on, you know, this week I found myself, you know, resenting the fact that my dad, you know, you know, really struggled with alcoholism and it really just, it really tainted my childhood. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been writing, you know, and and I resent my boss for, you know, for not, for always trying to shut down women when they're speaking in a room. Like, I'm just writing down, like, this is not I'm just, this is the place, this is the only place where I knew how to begin. Mm -hmm. Because when I was growing up as a little girl, Mm -hmm. I knew I could recognize, because also you talked about ways, which I thought was equally beneficial. Mm -hmm. What ways do men express, can express anger that someone like myself may not be able to pick up? Mm-hmm. pick up on because of my initial exposure mm-hmm. so this week i've just been writing about my initial exposure like you know the, the, the issues as a woman you know all the things i was as you know towards the key male figures in my life that have that i feel have hurt me back at that time i've just been writing about it drawing pictures drawing facial expressions just to get it out of my, just, it feels like it's been sitting in my chest. So it feels that. good in my chest yeah. and even in my breast, you know, every now and then my breast gets sore mm-hmm. and I don't know why. So I'm finding, I'm finding that I'm finding some soothing and some relief just by getting it on paper mm-hmm. and it'll be a continuation. I look forward to again, just my continued community a little on people, you know, my support and then myself and the tools like, you know, this, this, a new earth text is going to be one of my key tools to help me mm-hmm. process and name and, and name resentment. And, but that, but then, and again, we don't like, just like the weather, there are some climates that I have not experienced and that's why travel <laughs> is important. Right. And that's why being stretched is important. You know what I love? Oh, this reminds me of so many things. So first is I'm going to find it's in my bookshelf in my bedroom. So I'm not going to run and get it now, but there is a book called the book of qualities by Ruth Gelder. That's why I was looking up her last name when we were talking. Cause I remember, um, I'll text you a picture of it after re of resentment, okay. but she takes every, all this huge range of qualities and puts a picture and then a poem about like the essence of what it is from heartbreak to anger to distrust to resentment like it's like this huge spread out so i'll text you that um and put a link uh for people into the into the notes and then the other thing is this week i was listening to the podcast the armchair expert with dak shepherd and he had cheryl crow on and Mm -hmm what you just said about the breast and taking care of others i think you should i think anyone who is interested in the connection between emotions and the physical body um and who doesn't want to read louise hay right now and kind of do all of that which is totally fine you can affirm yourself and do louise hay 
um, which is great. But Cheryl talks about when she got breast cancer, she went on a deep dive. She worked with Cheryl um, Salzberg and a bunch of other meditation and healers and started to learn about the pattern in women and breast issues and how much it was about taking care of others, not expressing themselves. Like they found some of these links. Um, again, I just thought it was super interesting because it's all of that, that I love the connections between the mind, the body, disease of the mind, disease, not expressing emotions. And you know what would be so fun, Re, is to do some kind of art um, either together or just alone even. I just invite people, like I myself, I want to get a big sheet and put a word that maybe I haven't experienced. Like how you just said the climate, we haven't experienced all climates. And like, my question is like, is it because we didn't go there or is it because we haven't allowed ourselves to go there? I think both. And I, I think like mm -hmm. the nature of me and your soul connection, right? Like you, you need both. And this is back to, you know, every, cause everybody's saying, you know, we're all connected, we're all connected, but we need to go dive and talk about, okay, what does that look like every day? Well, that looks like if I'm having a meltdown, like I can go in my phone and like call you and, and, yeah. and I trust, yeah. I trust that I can share any and everything with you in my life if, if I cannot grapple it myself. We need, we, you know, I I am all about keeping it 100. And like one of the things that I always, I'm very conscious of, and you know, that we can be, we can be exposed to in the spirituality and wellness consciousness circles is, you know, oh, you know, oh, you can access it and just, you can just access it. Well, I, I would say some of us can, but some of us, we need help. We need a guide. Some of us need emotional guides. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. Like I'm, I'm out. I'm one of those people. So we need both. If we, yeah, need I think both. we need both. Absolutely. We need both. And again, you know, presence and I, we come, we come from another world of early childhood. And I would say this, and that's why I'm so grateful for coming to Little Own. All the women, you know, the extension of the Little Own family tree, shout out to y'all because... I, the last two years has been a support network of, 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 of women helping me with language very much in a way that I, that, that I noticed when I was a preschool teacher. And we need, we need to bring that back in adulthood because what I noticed when I was a preschool teacher is we talked about emotions. We, we had, a, we yes. had, charts, yeah. we had charts of facial mm -hmm. expressions and we, mm -hmm. we took photographs of mm -hmm. the children and ourselves doing that. different things. We, we, that was an explicit skill. And what I noticed is the farther farther I got out of that world of being around little people, out back out into the, you know, quote unquote adult world, back out to NIH. And right when I showed up on the footstep of Little Ohm in May of 2019, by the time I found Pleasance in the, in the Little Ohm uh, sisterhood, and now we have a brother, brotherhood, I realized in that moment, and so back then I was 36, I really was oscillating between three places, anger, mm. joy, which on one surface can, mm -hmm. someone could say, oh, that's great. She's joyful. But see, it can have a dark side where you're, where I found myself mm -hmm. sliding to joy to avoid anger mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. that, that, that tone of resentment or just profound sadness. I was only oscillating between those three buckets. Yeah. But over the last two years, being part of a community where we're doing this, this deep, yes, spiritual work, I've expanded my emotional vocabulary, which has been so medicinal and therapeutic. Mm -hmm. 
we, we really need to introduce and interject this back into the adult world because I'm wondering, are other adults oscillating between, yeah. you know, just all right, I'm content, I'm happy or joyful in this glimpse of moment. And then I'm, you know, then I'm angry again and I'm stuffing it. Away. And then, and then I'm profoundly sad. I'm, I'm crying uncontrollably on the bathroom floor and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And having like more specific language and dialogue and expression, but there, and there's like a teaching in it because if you have only been kept it, like allowed yourself to be in a certain place, like you don't know what you don't know. So there is a level of like, well, what are the resources or what can I learn in terms of like what to name? You know, I, I, I know for me, like I need that because I don't necessarily, I need that in the beginning until I can let go of it. So it's like, I need that little crutch. Like you were saying how we all need people that you can go to. We all need like the community for the liberation. Like it's, it's, it's such a paradox, like everything. We need to be able to trust and have such a deep relationship with their deepest depths of ourself, our inner voice, our inner being, which is all down in these lower chakras. But also then to rise up and wrap our arms around each other and have someone that you can call and say, I'm scared or I'm lost or... This is what I noticed this weekend, big time in this experience I had, is I'm so comfortable in the dark, in the shadow, in the emotion, in death, in transition. Like these are the places where I spend a tremendous amount of my research, my time, my studying, my own journals, healing, trauma, sexual abuse, mental abuse, alcoholism, mental illness. Like these are things I've read about and loved to immerse myself in since I was a small child. You know, reading Girl Interrupted um, as a teenager, identifying with anything that was mental illness, finding the DSM and being like, this is the best book ever, you know, just loving. So what I noticed, so this weekend, I did an inner voice session for training. We have to do it with each other. My partner lives in Paris. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. Her inner voice and her inner being was so fun Mm -hmm. and light and joyful. It was like Alice in Wonderland's adventures. We were hopping and jumping and all these, um, oh my gosh. It was like the minute we went in. So just to contrast it, when I did my inner voice, you have to do an inner voice session with Jess Lively before you start the training. So when I did mine with Jess, I spent like the whole time crying, like releasing, (laughs) releasing, releasing, you know, Eckhart calls it pain body. Jess calls them bean bags. Like we're going to come up with our own, like whatever the word is that makes sense to you. Neither of those are quite right for me or what I experience when I'm releasing, but I understand the concept of like, it's blocked, congested emotions and stuff that's living in your body and you're releasing it. And so mine would come up with tears and then I would get like a very profound and deep truth, sort of truth bomb for my life. And then it would be quiet and like rest. And so when I was like playing with someone else's inner voice this weekend, I was like, oh, wow. As much as I experience joy, like my, I'm curious how this is going to, like, what will this look like in a year if I, if I'm hanging out with Alice in Wonderland inner voices for doing sessions and things like that? Like, of course it's going to, it's, I'm going to pick, it's going to be contagious to me. It's like exactly the bomb that my soul needs to match the natural uh, depth and intensity that I am made of. Like, I am not made of Alice, like, 
I have a light, joyful, playful, silly side, but it's it's a much smaller than the intense Nate, the intensity of the nature of this, of like my inner being, you know? And so like, we're each different. We're all different. We, we don't want to compare and all try to be like special snowflakes. Like we're all our own special snowflake, but I am excited. So for me, I want to draw this emotion. Like I want to do like a creative project, but I want it to be all of the levels of just like pure essence and joy and lightness. Mm-hmm. that are accessible mm-hmm. also because mm-hmm. and also think of this remember my spiritual my like meditation journey very much started with zen buddhism mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you wear all black and you face a wall and you talk to no one and they, and you do nothing but sit and stare at a wall dressed in black and even the ceremonies in Zed Buddhism, as beautiful as they are, feel like funerals. So I have always been attracted to even ritual that has, that's extremely intense, <laughs> that like is rigid, that puts you in a box, you know, that like kind of strips you of you, of this more artistic nature. And like, obviously you can even look at my office and like my body, like I left Zen Buddhism and I'm very free with glitter and like, and that kind of creative artistic, like how I express myself physically is very artistic and creative, but there's this whole other like silly gobbledygook like that I don't allow. And I ha- and you know what? I used to allow it when I taught early childhood And that was a really fun balance. But since I don't have that and I choose to read books on death for my fun, because that truly is fun to me, I'm noticing this desire to like my inner voice session. She kept saying like, dance and move your arms and move your wrists. Like that was a way for me to sort of like release the depths of the intensity that were coming through my soul. So I think it's fun to push on and expand beyond what's possible for your inner body and for your subtle body um, once you get to know who you are at a deeper and deeper level. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not a judgment. It's just being able to, so like I have this dream. I'm not going to do it now. Obviously we have too many things going on and at the same time, nothing going on, right? (laughs) Little paradox. Um, But in the future, like my future self, she's the dancing death doula. Like I'm going to be a death doula and sit by people's beds and help them transition. I know that. And I'm also going to be heavily involved in teaching and practicing dance while I do it to balance it. So like, I feel like during the day I'll teach at like a gym. I, I picture I'm like 60s, 70s. I've got long gray braids. I'm just like teaching dance fitness. And then, you know, someone will call and be like, so-and-so is transitioning or I'll be at a hospice or something. And I'll sit and I'll just let that sort of love. And but the, the key is, is I feel like they have to go together. It's like the masculine and the feminine, the dark and the light. And that, just that knowing in my essence and my being feels like such, oh, I just, I sort of like can't wait for that stage. Although I'm excited about this stage is like. Yes. And you know what? So I feel like this is the perfect time and, and this year, actually all through the year to, to kind of have that as themes for, mm. for circles and activities because I, what I see being, you know, in the NIH world right now is that, you know, we as 
we as a, the body has now become this, you know, people, I, I, I say this, you said what's living in your body. So what we just described in terms of, you know, going into the body, holding our emotions, accessing our emotions, accessing like our inner essence and just what brings us joy, what brings us pain, what's interesting. We now more than ever need to bring these kinds of experiences to the world because we've been so inundated with, you know, what is in my body? I don't, I don't, you know, with, with just the body as this threat. Mm. The body, you know, the, 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 my, you know, I, I, I definitely hear everyday people saying stuff like this. I don't even open the window because I don't, I don't, mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't want, no, or, I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever it is, fill in the blank. I'm hearing a lot of people go, I don't want to, mm. I don't want, um, I just cough. <laughs> is that COVID? Mm. I, I feel sad. I actually got a phone call. I, I feel sad. Is that COVID? You know, so I, I, for whatever reason, but I, I believe that this could be so healing and for what we need right now to bring us collectively out of seeing our bodies as this possible place of, mm. oh my God, I'm dying from COVID. And that's not the, that's not the takeaway that, yes, some, some of us will, yeah. some of us, even me, I, I might yeah. get sick and I may, perish from COVID, but we also in the meantime, yeah. as of today, April, uh, what is today? April 21st. <laughs> what is today? And we also see the contrast that, you know, having, having, having a good time in a book talk with other like-hearted individuals feels good. Can we, can we make room for, you know, if we can do, you have to do them virtual now, you know, music and movement circles. And can we make room for still living our lives and still you know cultivating what is in our what is in my body today what do i feel today um how do i want to feel that's that's another perspective too that i've learned as a as a member of the little own community before i didn't think i could i had power over my emotions or could aspire have core desired feelings that was a really foreign concept to me we can access, we can go within and access our, our joy. We can, you know, even if, like I said, I don't mean access it, like go find a guru. No, I love tea. I love tea. And now, you know, again, living a lower life, I don't shame myself for it. I don't shame myself for it. I get a lot of, out of excitement out of painting and drinking my tea, even if it's for five minutes. Simple. Simple. Don't resist it. Yeah. Um, can we switch gears for a minute? I want to ask you, and I, we've not just so people, and if anyone's listening to this, this is like most certainly not prepped. So also I give you full permission to be like, I don't want to talk about that. Um, how are you personally working with digesting, metabolizing the amount of black and brown deaths um, and the headlines about it? Mm -hmm you know, or the incarceration piece, like on one hand, again, there's a tremendous amount of news about releasing um, incarcerated 
there's like a bunch of different groups with petitions and mm -hmm. and this is coming up about the black and brown people who are incarcerated at heavier rates and then also these protesters that are coming out who are white and not being arrested mm -hmm. and what would happen if they're not so like what where do you see race in all this right now how are you personally well you know i see race just like it was before the pandemic which is you know our our the the the, the, the dark areas of our society and dealing with the, the ways, the dark ways in which this society originated, it's going to continue to show itself. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, where I've, where I've been able to ground myself and also calmly communicate with not, not just my, my family members, but people from black and brown communities who may call me or, or may need information, I, I feel like I feel grounded in, in this truth, which is, again, it's not the solution, but at least understanding the truth, which is this. Pause, hold your mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. Yes, buddy. No, I will come and find you when I'm done. 15 minutes. Goodbye. Okay, now tell me your truth again. So, real life COVID. Yes. So, COVID 19, again, I know we've been beating over the head, but just to level what I'm getting ready to say. COVID-19 is a very severe upper respiratory illness. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, six months before, when we were in our last winter and fall season, people of color have, do perish, have perished at a higher rate from the, from the flu strains that were already in the population. Just like Black women, have higher prevalence death rates with breast cancer, just like black men. So, 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 so in terms of the broader, and I think some of that working in a public health space, I, I'm not sure if I would be able to be grounded in, in this truth if I'd be like, I was still out in education, but being right at the epicenter of public health and research, I already did a lot of my crying and mourning that first year I worked at NIH, where every day I came mm -hmm, through the door mm -hmm. and saw not just African Americans, mm -hmm. um, uh, Native Indigenous peoples, you know, Native Americans, mm -hmm. um, you know, at certain spots too. There are some spots where you look and Asian Americans suffer from some chronic diseases in the population. And you look over there and it's Hispanic. So mm -hmm. I already prepped myself knowing that African Americans, because we already or at the bottom, or somewhere at the bottom in, in certain places when it comes to health disparities, that it that that COVID nineteen would make a terrible, terrible, um, uh, 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 just have a terrible impact in the black population. And I and I that's not, but that's not to bypass and turn my my head away from it. That actually helps me. It actually behooves me. Oh, and I'm glad we on the I'm glad we're on this call because I, I forgot to tell you. Out of a whim, my alum, my school, Trinity University, started a master of public health program. My dean called me and asked me to apply. Wow. And for those who, who know me or may not know me, I was I did some coursework and was in the health sciences, mm -hmm. but that was me kind of like settling for less because I was always afraid or like, I'm not smart enough to be an MPH. MPH are for people who are, and it's that tape. Well, no. If I, you know, to be an advocate, I said, well, you know what, when I started to look at a lot of the data when it started to come out last month, just here locally, right, when you look at D.C. and Baltimore, I said, you know what, Rita, 
don't even tell nobody you apply yet. Just just apply first and just kind of sit on it. You don't have to make a big announcement. You don't have to be afraid, but just apply. Just raise your hand. So to me, that just grounding, all of us grounding ourselves in the state of public health in the United States. Like it's it's not good. That's why we've had to do so much social distancing, right? So like to even widen the net beyond the conversation of health disparities and ethnic and racial minorities, the reason why we've had to social distance at such a profound rate is because our health as a whole is not good, which leaves us at large very vulnerable. So that's the truth of being granted. Like I said, I thank you so much for seeing, seeing me, seeing me and seeing, and seeing my community. And that also has to get underpinned with, you know, and that's, that's your, you and my work and our allies, that health in America are, you know, really honoring, honoring our health. That's what this COVID is showing us yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, I think one of the things that definitely happened is like, as the headlines were coming out, I was like, duh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've been treating people less mm-hmm. than and othering. And this is literally what happens in a system that's yes. been so racist from the moment that we yes. stepped on this land. So I think there was a little bit, sometimes I can get, you know, I'm so um, like a real, like practical that I'm like, yeah, what yeah. is surprising about that? Like, right. Me too. where have you all been right. for all of this time? You know, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you care. Mm-hmm. Well, where, like, so I'm, I'm working with that, <laughs> with my own sort mm-hmm. of anger mm-hmm. that's, not helpful and trying to funnel it into something that is helpful, which is mm-hmm. seeing the other side, which is right now, there are a lot of people saying, whoa, I now see that I'm reading that headline and then saying, what can I do? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been hosting these, or not we, but Tina Strawn, we hosted one with her, a conversation about mass incarceration and Brian Stevenson, like we'd already planned that. And then it, we were able to be like, okay, let's like, People are looking for something to learn more. Here you go. Um, and people are home and able, you know, I think this is a really, really, really important time to do your anti-racist work because yes. there's a lot of work to do, to learn concepts, to do your own, get into your blind spots, the check your, there's a course called check your privilege, um, which is just fabulous. It gives you all the concepts. It's a late, like, this is a time to do that work. If there's a blind spot or a gap, I'm, I'm really calling on all my um, white um, brothers and sisters right now who may be listening to that to like, okay, so maybe dust off that. Why are all the black kids sitting in the cafeteria book you've had on your shelf for 20 years and pull it out and read it or get stamped, um, and read something. There's a wonderful book, how to be anti-racist for kids. Um, I lied. It's called the book. This book is anti-racist and it's so gorgeous. Um, the pictures, the art, the activities. I love it. Say and I read it, but like, it's for me. I'm not shoving it down her throat. Um, But this is such a great time to do it because you're home, you're reading headlines, you're seeing information. And when we clear, you know, if and when, whatever this future looks like, it's the time, it's like we're, we're getting an opportunity to step forward in a whole in a new way of understanding with, with a depth of love for brothers and sisters of all colors and 
really seeing at the heart of this how much I know everyone keeps saying we're so connected, but like, what does that really mean and feel like? Right. What does it really right. look like? And, right. and and what are we willing? You know, what are we willing to let go of? Where's the discomfort we're willing to have? Um, yes. Is it in education? Is it in stabilizing? You know, I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm not in a place where I'm like, I know all the answers. I am still learning and I am still doing a lot of um, my own work in that area. So I don't know. I just think like, I really want to encourage people to use this as an opportunity to um, expand their own knowledge and understanding and wisdom of how we got here. Yes. It's not a surprise. Yes. How we got here and the truth about how we got here. The truth about how we got here and being open, and I'm saying it to my own self. Rita, we're not going back to normal. Stop telling yourself that. Like, like normal. It is, <laughs> this is normal. Is this, you know, that tape of yeah. going the back to, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to me. I'm, I'm finding myself, you know, that's why I'm so happy. You know, I'm having a time in the new earth because yeah. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting with those, with a book and, a, and some markers and crowns with, with that range of weather. Okay, Rita, you know, you're going to need, this is another funny story that's related to, to, our, to our, our, our conversation. So last winter, that's right, because it was after the little retreat. I don't know. I talked, Pleasance was, Pleasance was, I was jamming with Pleasance and Pleasance, she knows me well. So she knows when I'm worried or something's going on, Pleasance talks to me about getting in my body and doing things in my body or, in, or getting out of nature. So if, if this was during, it must have been part of the early winter. And she said, all right, Ree, so what's going on in your life? I need you to go outside. I need you to go to walk. And I said, it's too cold. I don't like walking in the cold. And I don't have a hat. And Pleasance goes, Rita, just buy a hat. Now, to people that's listening, that might sound like that's not that serious, but talk about deep-rootedness, right? So growing up, we, we never had the things we, we needed to be prepared for the winter. Like growing up, food, like literally food, like making sure that like we went to the grocery store before the blizzard. These things never happened. So, and, and even like, like going shop, shopping for school clothes and making sure we had the clothes for the change of season. I really, we never had that. I never had that growing up. So I always carry this. I think that, that was one of my BS tapes I carried forward. Like, now y'all come on now. I live in Rockville and I work at NIH. So, so why am I walking around? I'm like, I don't have a hat. I, I needed, I needed, see, I needed somebody to keep it 100. We ain't go read it. Okay. I want you to go outside and, and, and enjoy. Yes, it's cold outside, my dear. Go buy your gear. So, I, I wanted to segue this part of the conversation into, okay, you know, what, what we we're speaking of and what we're speaking of is, okay, there will be different kinds of weather. And I think the tools and the practices that, not that we made these up, but, but that little own teaches and that the community, we, we, we together, we're learning together, the little own community, these practices and the tools and concepts and conversation are, it's like our, it's, you know, it's, it's these, it's, this is our wardrobe. You know, it, it, we, we're, we're getting different things to be able to weather the different weather. You know, we dress different when it's pouring, raining outside than we do when it's sunny. Why am I saying that out loud? Because I used to walk around sad and acting like I'm not. So that's the equivalent of you're standing outside drenched in wet, 
and you're upset that you're drenched in wet. Well, if you if you would take a moment to acknowledge that, okay, it's raining outside. I gotta take care of myself different. I gotta put on something different. So I can still be out in the rain, but I'm not imposing more uncomfort on myself by not having the things or being willing to, to have things I need in the in the rain. <laughs> Reading used to do. I don't know about y'all, but that's what stuff reading used to do. You know, oh, it's raining. Oh, it's not raining. I'm going outside. I'm, you know, I'm be strong. It's all right. I could be wet, and I'm just standing there, a hot mess, because I'm wet, and I'm, you know, and and I'm, so so I feel like that's what it is. Today has taught me like, wow, you know, for our emotions, just like the weather changes, our practices and the ways that we, you know, access our inner essence and the ways that we access embodiment and really. Going back to what you said, like, what's living in my body? What is in my body right now? You know, these are ways that we can weather the different, the different aspects of the weather. Because they're going to change. They're going to change. I can't will it to be sunny and bright every day. I can't. So just like, you know, how many women are willing themselves to be happy and they're walking around resentful? Like, like, like how I used to do. I'm willing myself to be happy, but right now I'm actually resentful and I'm mad. Well, and it feels like a rejection of what's really happening or sort of like the acceptance piece. And I think that, you know, no shade on family members or how we grew up. This is not the point. The point is that I don't think, I know very few people who grew up in homes where they were asked that question or were encouraged to, you know, whether it's emotions or whether it's the change of seasons or the change of weather, like we are waking up to consciousness, right? There's an awakening that's happening that's been rippling. Um, I just did a podcast earlier about integration and talking about how, you know, a lot of the guides and spiritual people have been saying like, this is the time for integration, not information. And we're leaving the era of information. And that just really feels true to me because I don't need another book on sleep. Like I get how important it is for lifestyle, for immunity, for my emotions, for managing life. Like I get it. Like I don't, I don't need more information. I actually have everything I could ever need inside of me. (laughs) And I've aligned it with like, like I said, like the name of some like um, ecstatic joy or like, you know, just kind of pushing on like vocabulary. But the truth of it is, is like, we have that intersection of science and spirit that has that is just proving everything that a lot of the wisdom traditions have said. No longer do we even need to use the word woo-woo. It's not even an appropriate vocabulary. It's outdated because it's just now all come together to this conscious collective expansion. No, not everybody's on board, but not everybody is on that transition team in this sort of iteration, in this life. And that's okay. There's no shade on that. But if you are listening to this, if you are watching, if you are awake to these concepts, um, there is a, a t- you are being called just to be sharing this wisdom, just to be living the wisdom, just to be enjoying life. Um, and when there is death, feeling the sadness and the grief, lighting a candle. I mean, every wisdom tradition, every religion, everyone has candles as part of their practice. It's extremely healing. Do you really need to know more? You know, when, when someone dies, light a candle and sit with it. Hold, their flame is right there. I mean, it's the whole essence of life. And then you blow on it and it goes out. So I think that sometimes we make it a little bit, we really keep ourselves at distance from that full expression. And um, 
I just, I just can't believe that I have you in my life and we get to have these conversations around all these different topics and we're going to get off and I will just feel love and like loved and seen and heard and, and doing that back to you, being able to have that energy exchange, um, is just, and then today might be my last day. So like, if my light goes out, I've done love, like I've done love. I've done the life thing. Um, the life thing. You know, I'm saying it's like, there's, there's, there's no, there's sort of no stone that's been unturned that I've been aware of. And that's like a really interesting way to live life. You know, I really encourage people if you get those pain bodies or bean bags or emotional congestion, like so interesting, what's under there? You know, what is that about? I just find it, I find it fascinating. And I just feel super ridiculously appreciative that I'm alive at this time and that you're in my life and anyone who's listening is in my life and that we have a, the privilege of time and space, although I keep getting interrupted by li the little one <laughs> to, to indulge in these conversations, so. Yes, and I feel equally appreciative because when I go back to who I was in May of 2018, it's like, man, I played myself. I could be living, I could have been living like this all but, 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 but everything happens in the right, yeah. right place. But thank goodness that like, I'm, I, I, I found you, I found our community mm. and together, we're like, okay, what's under that dark, you know, what is over there? Instead of how I used to live, like sticking my head in the sand or flying to joy when I really am sad or angry. Like I'm living my life now. I wasn't living before. I was doing a lot of hiding and suppressing and that's not living. And not to say that a magic carpet has rolled out of my life has just been but it but mm -hmm. but it's it's all good now you know I've, I've, the last two years feels lighter on me yeah yeah and you know cousins some of y'all know there's been some heavy stuff that's happened in my life but i don't feel as ran over mm -hmm. and depleted like i used to feel well same and every year it just keeps expanding and i'm um in awe of that constant th there's there's no end to the peeling of the layers so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going anywhere like I'm, there's not some place i'm gonna get and this is gonna stop being the, <laughs> the path like just that awareness and acceptance of the unfolding always um mm -hmm is also like a big exhale. I'm not in a rush. Like I'm going to get off of this call right now and go take a nap. <laughs> right. Like this is the work for the day. This is the contribution. This is the connection. This like checks a lot of things that my heart desires and yes. now I can rest. Yes. And that is a real gift because that most certainly was not my old operating system. And as we talked about the beginning of the COVID, so I'd love at some point, one of us should remember whenever this ends, mean it not ends, and I don't even know what ends, mm -hmm. mean, but if they open things back up in the area, mm -hmm. we should talk about the reorganizing because at the beginning of this, the first day of all this, you and I were texting mm -hmm. and I said, I feel like everything in my life is reorganizing. Mm -hmm. 
and that mm-hmm. needed like sleep and rest and not to be on Zoom and not teaching. And like, I took a break from everything. I went off social media for a few weeks, like mm-hmm. everything. I just walked, this was before I broke my foot. So I just walked and I was just outside. And, um, but there has been a tremendous reorganizing of my system, the operating system. It's been like a, like a little bit of a reset Upgrade is like the raw, that's the word that comes to mind just so people understand because it's like all these other things that were kind of clouded and congested are being to the side so that this, this, the reorganization of the, of like, I don't want to say true mission and purpose because that sounds a little like, but just the clarity of knowing who you are and what you're doing. And I've seen that in you with our conversations about your work at NIH and our work together going forward. Like, let's just, we just agreed, like, let's just do stuff that feels good. Let's just, if you've got space and I've got space, it's a yes. And if no, it's a no, like just really tuning into the flow of the harmony of the alignment rather than outer expectations, we're meeting inner expectations and it's really the first, you know, I've been on that like kind of spiraling journey of doing that. And now all of a sudden with this, it's like, oh, that's it. This is it, you know, um, pay what you can offerings, death conversations, early morning, mind, body, medicine skills, like just really things that just feel completely aligned and really effortless. And someone called me last week and was like, I just can't believe how much you're working right now. Are you okay? Like how much you're writing and spewing out. And I'm literally like, I spend 80% of my time sleeping, <laughs> like in bed, <laughs> listening to music or a podcast or reading. Oh my God, I've read so many books. Oh my, I, my actual life is so chill. It's just when I get the energy to work, I like sit up and I'm like, do-do-do-do. I write an email, it takes five minutes, I press send, I go back to sleep, or I go back yes. to sit down on the floor. I mean, my foot is broken. I lay on the floor like 80% of the day. Right. And what I, what I was saying is like, I don't need to prove to you that I'm not really working, but it's so interesting how, or like working like yes. 80 hours a week or something. It's just an interesting play and push. And so that reorganizing of like, what does it look like? Um, to be in this space, how much, like I have the game of like, I have money in my um, business checking. That's like not a ton of money. And I'm like, it will be fine. Mm-hmm. I have enough. I yeah. trust it. I, I trust it. And I have, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be like a, like head in the sand about money or Mel or my mm-hmm. privilege. Like I'm also communicating to Mel, hey, I'm really taking care of our family a lot and I'm not able to work, like, especially with the AU stuff. I don't know that mm-hmm. I'm going to go back in the fall, if we even go back. Like, I probably am not going to because I'm one of the last people. So do I file for unemployment? Like, there's just a lot of those questions and I'm not, I'm just like relaxing into it. I'm just completely trusting that it will all work out. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired by what feels true and good and and that will be okay it always has it always will it always will and it and will, given where we came from me it and always you, has it always will yes. this is working and again my word of for you all of you a, a, a practice that we do is we, we choose a word of the year and last year my word was truth and then to build on it my word this year was trust that i picked and that's what I've been rolling with when, whenever I'm, I'm, I need to kind of have a, you know, where, oh, hey, what, is, what, what do I want to cultivate in me? Oh, I want to trust myself. I want to trust, I want to trust the divine. I want to trust, 
I want to trust the ones that I love that at the end of the day, they know what's best when they're blowing my phone up, asking me about what Dr. Fauci said. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> and not that I'm putting down Dr. Fauci, but I, what I'm saying is, you know, with the people, when you talk about, okay, people want more information, more information, more information. It's like, Rita, trust, trust that you will have what you need when you need it. And things may have to change. First, many, mo lots and lots of people and businesses and people, mm -hmm. you know, again, there is, it's not luck. Like I have access to credit because I'm white. I understand that. And I'm a business owner for 13 years. So I have mm -hmm. levels of access to credit that a lot of poor black people don't have. So I'm not living mm -hmm. in la la lands. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also very very thoughtfully checking in with people to ask if they need help with that access to the credit. People who I know who are in businesses, hey, do you need this? You know, I might be able to get it. Like just mm -hmm. being able to reach out that arm because I do have that level of privilege. And um, I'm also not in a business or profession that's ever made millions of dollars. And I'm <laughs> not going to, I mean, they, hold on, it's limitless possibility. So it could happen. I'm open to it. It's not guiding me. It's just, it's just this exchange of energetics. And I, I try not to get in everybody else's lane, just provide a tremendous amount of support in any way that I can to anyone who needs it is the point. And I saw that you did, you had told me you did a, um, like a money retreat an abundance retreat for yourself, which is so beautiful. And it was so beautiful, the candles and the cards and like, just loving the relationship that I have with that limb of my life right now, even mm. though the same flow is not coming as it was before, like it will change. And that's part of the nature of the change. And so that's what I'm, that's again, just talking to myself, not other people is like, that's been fun to play with is like, okay, I could do this and be really scared. I could do this in hoard. I could do this in scarcity, or I could do this in just total mm -hmm. trust and love. And I've seemed to have toilet paper and tons of food. Right. And like, I have everything I need. I have a very, very, very privileged life. And I completely understand that. Um, and I try to give in many ways, emotionally, physically, you know, so Absolutely. I don't know. That's, that's the, the or reorganization piece just feels so different now. Yes, know. and same for me, right? I mean, I don't know, a lot of 38 year old single black women from Southeast living on Rockville Pike. I don't, I don't see a lot of them. I mean, <laughs> uh, so what I'm saying is I, 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 as I was standing in line outside waiting at Trader Joe's last Sunday, I said, wow, Rita, you know, you revel in, revel, revel in the fact that, you know, I'm just keeping 100, like you made it out of the hood, Rita. Like, so, so, you know, just, just, just see the good in that, you know, see, see the good in, you know, because you were able to, you know, trans, transcend mm -hmm. essentially poverty. Now you're able, you're able to hold, hold space and be a model of, of health for African-American women. Be a model of, you know, not perfect health, don't get me wrong, not perfect health, but be a, a model for You're living. human. <laughs> you know, just be, hey, just be, you know, so so definitely I do want to acknowledge that even the, 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 the again, the contrast and the spectrum of, of privilege, like in seeing the good. I have been, yeah, I have been obsessed with this cup. I got it at the Target by your house. It was so funny. One day I was coming mm -hmm. somewhere around there 
And I picked up this cup seeing the good. And that's what I, you know, just seeing the good, see the good. Like right now, this this connection that we're having, it's good. You know, you had posted a picture of Milo on Instagram. And I thought the picture was so cute. And I just reveled in that image. I mean, little and small, just reveling and seeing seeing the seeing what is good you know having hiding having space for both it's good to be informed it's yep. good to be informed but i love how you said right now can let's settle and let's savor the integration yep. let's savor what we do have let's savor what's possible like i said we all you know this new earth book club that we're doing it's not that pleasant has the answer of where we're going or anyone has the answer i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but we're just explore we're just exploring that being part of showing up to be a part of the transition team. And to me, again, because I, I typically need I typically enjoy walking the path with others. To me, the, that that circle helps me have my undergrad trust. And I'm okay with that. I don't know the future. I don't know I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And that's okay. Yeah. Okay, my dear. Well, I'm off. I'm gonna do tea time. Have fun. Okay. Love you. Talk Love to you, you soon. Too. Kiss the tribe and animals. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, later, Gator. Bye. Love you. Love